You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 110, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. As I mentioned in episode 109, I'm taking over 109 and episode 110. We had a couple of spots that were left over since guests had to reschedule. So I thought, why not jump in and uh, share a reflection over the last 108 shows, which I did in 100, episode 109. And in 110, I promised to share some practical strategies around marketing and visibility, particularly branding, which uh, I know is definitely going to be helpful for you as a Christian business owner, really getting your message out there to impact the world. And of course, to uh, let your ideal client know more about your services and your products. So let's dive in. A few years ago, I celebrated my 20th year in business. Now, over those 20 years, I've had a number of different interests and business focuses, and really my business has evolved when I look back over those years. And thank goodness, because it certainly wasn't always that way. In fact, my first business venture was a secretarial service and bookkeeping service, and I started that when my first child, a daughter, was around 18 months of age. And back then I had no idea about branding and about the important steps that I had to take to build a successful service-based businesses. And in actual fact, all I did was printed out a stack of flyers and placed an advertisement in the local newspaper. And I sat back and I waited for the phone to ring. But boy, was I disappointed. Now, while I managed to pick up a few clients here and there, I certainly wasn't creating the strong presence that I needed to attract to get that steady stream of prospects, prospective clients to my door. And I did get an occasional inquiry here or there, but I'd find more often than not that from those inquiries, I'd have to justify my price and then offer a discount in order to win that job. So not only was I struggling to get clients, I was also struggling to get paid what I was worth. And so, you know, that kind of causes disappointment. And then I found my disappointment turned to frustration and that frustration turned into exhaustion as I tried everything that I could to improve the outcomes that I was getting. But even with increased advertising, more flyers being circulated in the local area, it really didn't have anywhere near the impact that I would hope for. Because I was young in business, I really, um, the internet then was only just, this is how long ago it was, that the internet was only just coming um, more popular. And um, so there was no Google or anything like that, actually, to be able to research and show me the way that it was done. Fast forward to today and thank goodness for a number of different things, mentors, books, Google, there's so much incredible information that you can tap into. And the lessons that I did learn from my business coaches and my mentors were incredibly valuable. 
and showed me where I'd gone wrong, what I should have done, especially when I looked at my first secretarial and bookkeeping business. Now, these are the same steps that I learned when I evolved my business from a secretarial and bookkeeping service into a career coaching and personal branding um, practice, if you will, for executives and business owners. And they were the same steps that I then used when I expanded my business to include working with back then heart-centered coaches and consultants to help them get noticed, hired and paid what they're worth. So you want to know what one of the many important lessons that I learned, which ended up being a pivotal turning point for me, it was how to build a strong brand. In fact, it was the lessons about branding that I learned years ago that prompted me to follow this career path. I was hooked and I found personal branding for executives and solopreneurs. It was fascinating. And I recognized that many coaches and consultants were struggling with the exact same issues that I had faced when I first started my business. So if you're struggling with that in your business at the moment, where you're finding it really hard, no matter what you do, to stand out, to be heard, to be seen, for your articles to be read, or all of the above, so maybe you are branding or rebranding your business, here are three mistakes that I really want to encourage you to avoid. Here's mistake one when it comes to branding. You try to copy what other successful people are doing. And one of the tweets that I would often share with uh, business owners on Twitter was, want to build a strong brand? Authenticity and integrity are vital. Don't try to be something that you are not. It'll show. So let's put this into context. So picture this. One of your competitors or someone working in the industry that you're working in has a charismatic yet controversial style and is known for dropping a few colorful words when voicing his or her opinion. Now he or she is all about shaking things up, destroying the status quo. And if they don't like something, they'll tell you in her or their usual powerful and edgy manner. Now, these are all qualities and characteristics of a maverick archetype. And I use those when I'm supporting my clients and really defining their signature brands in the Branding with Archetype system. Now, this particular make-believe business owner she has a large following on her social media networks who love what she does and her business is thriving. So seeing all of her successes or his successes of achievements, what you try and do is emulate those qualities and approach in your business. But guess what? If you try to copy what that other person is doing, not only is it going to be exhausting for you and feel awkward, despite your efforts, you're just not going to attract anywhere near the results that you'd hoped for. In fact, you'll probably still remain the world's best kept secret and that will ultimately lead you get to more frustration and overwhelm and that's not what we want for you. And it's no wonder because if we try to be something or someone that we're not, it takes an enormous amount of energy, doesn't it? And more importantly, it's not the real you that's showing up in your business. So of course, it's going to feel unnatural. It's going to feel really awkward. So... Is authenticity important and crucial, especially when it comes to your brand? Absolutely, it certainly is. And that is why I really encourage you to get clear on what makes you authentic. What are your strengths? What are your gifts? What is the experience that you want to create when you are 
thinking about your ideal client and how you want them to feel when they're reading your content, listening to your content, viewing your content, depending on how you decide to share that. Because nothing speaks more powerfully or louder in a good way than when you give yourself permission to show up as you in your business. So mistake number one, copying what other successful people are doing, especially if it is completely opposite uh, to what you are authentically. So what's the second mistake? We can all fall into these uh, areas. I know I've, I've uh, often, unfortunately, uh, done a few of those over the years as well. But the second mistake is you listen to the advice of others. Now, believe it or not, despite the best of intentions to provide you with sound, sound branding advice and how to distinguish your services from all of your competitors, it's really impossible for anyone to really and truly understand your vision, your values, your core beliefs. And these are the things that you stand for. It's the core of who you are. And it's just one of the many aspects that you should identify as you work through a branding process. Now, I've been a personal branding strategist for well over a decade and a bit. And I've helped numerous clients over that time, both executives, professionals, solopreneurs, businesses, to build a powerful magnetic signature brand. But guess what? In all of those years, never have I told a client what they should be doing with their brand, how they should act, what they should say, what their brand attributes or strength or their brand voice or what their brand story should be. I don't tell them that at all. When I take a client through a branding process, it, it's about me supporting that client in un, what I say, unearthing getting clarity, defining essential information. I'm guiding that client to unearth that essential information about them and what's unique about their brand, not what I think or what anyone else thinks for that matter. Because my values and my beliefs or someone else's values or someone else's belief can cloud a client's true essence, the thing that really makes them unique, which is why I'll never tell anyone what they should be, what they should do, what they should say. It's rather me asking the right questions, presenting, you know, presenting them with the right tools to really help them understand what makes them unique, the key elements that's going to help them identify and create their own powerful magnetic signature brand, one that really stands out. So when working on identifying key elements for your brand, make sure that whatever you incorporate into your brand is uniquely you, resonates with you and who you are and what you stand for, not what someone else has told you you have to be or that you should be or, or how to be. It has to come in from you and it has to resonate with who you are, what you stand for and, and what you do. So that's mistake number two, listening to the advice of others. The last mistake that I often see is that people work on all of the external brand touch points but not the core elements of the brand. What do I mean by that? Well, the branding process starts with you. The core of your brand, it has to reflect mission, values, your purpose, unique characteristics, and just those key factors that drive you forward with passion and why you've chosen the work that you do with your clients. And that's going to influence your signature brand and how you're going to show up in the world. So rather than starting with defi you know, defining and getting your logo printed, your business cards, 
your letterheads, if you're still using letterheads, you know, the banner on your website. How on earth can you provide relevant information to your graphics team if you don't even know what your inner core brand elements are? What is the experience? Can you define in three words or five, between three to five words, the experience that you want to create when someone looks at your brand or experiences your brand? And a brand is really a reputation. Um, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. It's what people think about you when your name is mentioned. And you can purposefully and with intention create that brand experience through how you act, interact, what you say, and your brand elements. But you need, you know, external brand touch points. But you need to know what those are first so that you can communicate that to your design team. Now, there's a gentleman by the name of Jim Signorelli and he outlines in his story branding videos that the branding process starts by in identifying the inner layers of the brand. It's the why you do what you do. It's the cause that you're trying to promote. So once you've identified those core elements, then you can start to work on the outer layers of your brand, such as your logo, brochures, design and other brand touch points. So start with the core elements of your brand first and then move to the outer layers of your brand. So those are the three things. Just to recap, the first one is that you try to copy what other successful people are doing. Don't do that. You listen to the advice of what others are telling you about your brand and what you should be and how you should show up. Don't do that anymore. And thirdly, you work on all of your external brand touch points, but not the core elements of your brand. Start with the inner core elements and then work your way out to all of the external brand touch points, the outer layers of your brand. So I really hope that was helpful for you. If this is something that you're struggling with and you'd like some more support, reach out and let me know. This is something that I love to do with my clients. And of course, if uh, you're interested in creating your own podcast platform where you record the content, give us the raw audio and my team um, does everything else, the post-production and the promotions on our podcast platform, then uh, reach out to us as well because that's uh, another offering that we have just or in the process of just releasing. So we look forward to onboarding other clients' podcasts on our podcast network so that they can have their own podcast platform to get their message out to impact the world one message at a time. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by be the difference movement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.be the difference movement.com. That's be the difference movement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.